Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here at my mum's house and we're very excited to have Elvis Costello on the podcast today coming in to eat some salmon to try mum's semi-fredo and chat about his new record The Boy Named If. This is this a is big. musical god. It's a big deal. This is a mega you, deal. You look at Here's the kind done. of in the superhero terms as I've got used to with my grandson. He is the Thor. Oh, really? The, he is the Thor. He's the he's the super, Iron Man, the Hulk, the Iron Man. He's all of the superheroes oh, of Mom. music. Yeah, it's been been a long weekend with yeah. my uh, number two. Yeah, number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elvis Costello. He's if a superhero. You, Elvis Costello's bio. Darling, it took me half an hour to read. <laughs> I mean, it's honest expensive. to God, it the did. guys worked with Burt Bacharach. Got married in Sir Elton John's garden. Um, worked collabs, with Sir Paul McCartney. With Sir Paul, yeah. And does things in French. Does operas, I think. Does classical shit. Like, does everything. And then, like, also featured, and I know this is going to sound terrible, but featured on a great, great film that I loved the soundtrack Which, of. The Wedding Singer. And every day I write a, the book was on it and I liked it very much. Oh and that was how God. I discovered Elvis Costello because I am a Philistine and I apologise. But anyway, we have Elvis Costello here. This is really exciting. I've seen some of his interviews in The Guardian recently. He's like, I think he's got the chat. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, you and it's him are going to cool. get along. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. Do you think he's known as Elvis or his proper name? Declan. I don't know. We'll have to okay. find out. Um, but I've cooked today. So even though we're not in my kitchen Fabulous. today, because we thought maybe bath time and bedtime with my three would not collide so well with a massive international brilliant pop rock and roll star. I'm here and I've done the food because you've been at a funeral today. Yeah. Darling John Cameron, who Darling we will John miss. Cameron, and, who we love um, miss. So yeah, I've been doing the cooking and I've done something that producer Alice told me about that is one of those roasting tin uh, dishes and tray bakes doesn't sound very sexy. Like, doesn't sound sexy, but is really delicious. It's, um, I've done tender stem instead of broccoli florets because I just think it looks nicer and more colourful and I don't know. Bit posher. Bit posher. It's with uh, salmon and then you do this really beautiful dressing, which is coriander, peanuts, fish sauce, ginger, chilli. What else is in there? Lime. Loads of lime. Lime and lime zest. I tell you, one thing you've missed out, darling, that the whole house smells Garlic. Like 
garlic. Yeah, there's a lot of garlic. I I'm worrying no about my meeting anyone next later. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really worried because actually garlic's worse the next day, isn't it? When it kind of yeah, like it goes lingers. Your skin, darling. Yeah, so that's going to be me at my business meeting tomorrow. Yeah. Perfect. So that's what we're having, and then we're going to have it with sticky rice. Yeah, and I've stuck two rices together. Oh, I've got sticky white and I've got sticky brown. Thought there might not be enough, so I've done both. So Ebony we'll see and how we we'll go. goes. Yeah, together like harmony. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Otherwise, it, the brown okay, rice is going to be horrendous. Okay, so we're having that, and then we're having smacked cucumber, which I didn't which realize. Which Jessie smacked with one other cucumber. Yeah, I didn't realize. Didn't know what, what was we, going I, on. I've never. <laughs> just smacking a bloody big cucumber with another cucumber. I know. Think, speaking about phallic things, I was doing a bat mitzvah. Um, I was doing my lesson with Doctor Aviva Deutsch, and we were talking about Adam and Eve. Why, and, darling? Oh, Mum, I don't know shit. I think you I do. didn't you've even got know three, about Genesis. Darling, you've got three children. I think you know about oh. <laughs> God. Anyway, <laughs> Adam and Eve and the serpent. Oh. I never thought about it. It's so phallic. Of course it is. <laughs> I guess I've never really thought about it. You know, forbidden fruit and the creation of, you know, the world and... Anyway, yeah, love. yeah, that fucking serpent. Yeah. Anyway, back to my cucumbers. Um, smacked cucumbers. You smack the cucumber, darling. So it's not yeah, like... we should have used a rolling pin, which your husband yeah. has for anyway, making mince pies. Anyway, I can pies. do that. So first, you give me fish sauce with the bloody lid off, so it goes everywhere, and then you give, and then we made it work. So they are smacked. <laughs> so you actually bash them until they kind of break, and they are salting in the fridge as we speak. And there's another garlic dressing to go with that. So honestly. Poor Elvis, because he is going to stink in his promo tomorrow. So that's what we're having, and you've done the pudding. What have you done? Coffee semi-fredo. So what for? So it's, it's coffee ice cream. It's yeah, coffee ice cream, but you don't churn it. It's got eggs in it, so it's egg yolks. Cream. Whose recipe is this? I don't know. I found it on the internet. It just—it was one of those things that came up on Instagram, and then I looked it up, and it's got Toblerone in. Oh, yeah, I've had a bit of that in the fridge, actually, so I hope you didn't need oh, any you're... more. Because <laughs> I've had a few. Um, that's what we're having. Elvis Costello coming up. I hear he's a fruit and veg boy. That's what they've said to us. Oh my I don't God. know if that means that he loves his fruit and veg or he was a green a, grocer. I love a fruit and veg myself. I don't know what you're talking about now, but anyway, you need to fix up because we've got Elvis Costello coming. I guess I was here yesterday, so I got in. What day is it today? Is it, is it Wednesday? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got in Monday okay, night, Wednesday. so so I'm that I'm on the third day, so I should be good tonight. Okay, great. Yeah, well, if I go, you haven't got soup, have you? No. Good, because I would, would fall, fall. I would fall into it. it. Yeah. I'd probably find some in the freezer if you needed some. The only thing I will say is I'm what? a little bit allergic to To the those. dullies, yeah. yeah. Really Do you know my strong. nieces, and they're terribly strong, those. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. I, I got arrived at the hotel the other night, and I'd never stayed at it before, um, at Brown's Hotel. And it's Ooh, such gorgeous. a nice hotel. The rooms are really nice, but the, the flowers are, like, eye-watering. Like, you come in the lobby, and it's like, hello, uh, give me my key and I can go upstairs. Are you in allergic the to cats? No, no, no. Are no. you sure? No, no, no. Have you got any clarity? Do you need 
No, 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 I'm fine. No, if they're just it. there, they're more I know, they were quite they're strong. Go, they're strong, yeah, those in particular. <laughs> yeah, as the, as the finest. As finest. What are they? Are they lilies? They were just white yeah. lilies, yeah, and they were cheap as chips. So and, what is yeah. it? Is it you just, you get bad hay fever, is it just you I just, I sort certain. of get a little catch in my throat or in my nose, and I'm singing okay. tomorrow, so I don't no, particularly need that. No, of course. Anyway, cheers, here's two. Cheers! Thank you for being here. Do you have, oh, cheers, I'm going to put some in. Do you have um, like things you have to do for your voice, like Jesse does? Are you scarf around your neck? You know, I drink that throat coat. You know, throat coat tea. It's really so. I'm a singer when I don't do this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Um, But uh, so I um, and I'm always intrigued by everyone's tricks. So we've had John Legend on, and he and I'd heard this kind of kind of this. I don't know. I, I had to ask him. I said, I hear that you eat. Chicken wings before you go on stage. What? Chicken. chicken wings. And he said, "What's well, not chicken wings? It's rotisserie chicken." And I do it to kind of coat my. Th- so it's like his version of throat coat. And I and I I'd never heard uh, that one. What is? Have one. you had throat coat? Yeah, but it doesn't really work. I, I actually I have the tea, the throat coat tea. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Um, but then um, Tom Jones always has those vocal zones, and I've always been told that eucalyptus is terrible. So that kind of that yeah, opening but, up but thing, it, but then he sounds pretty great. Uh, but, it you know. sound, but it used to say on the inside of the, t- the tin, when they yeah. were in a tin, it used to say, uh, printed on the inside of the tin, as used by the great Caruso. Oh, really? So, you Do know, you know who the great Caruso is? No. He was a sort of... He was a, sing- a crooner. Did kind he have a good voice? Opera, opera, opera he was, singer, he, but he popular. He was kind of like the Pacelli of his day. He yeah, wasn't really... A, I don't think he was really... A, an opera singer, but he sang operatic songs. He sang operatic songs. I think he was... You know, he became very famous and they made movies based around him. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure how much of an actual operatic career he had, but he was... But a lot of people's idea of opera was Caruso. So people still say... You sing like Caruso. It, it was became a thing. I don't yeah. say not in and my he, time. And he liked to vocal. Well, it says on the inside he, of the tin. It said on the inside of the tin, as used by the great Caruso. The great Caruso. <laughs> well, Jesse, if it's good enough for him. Yeah, <laughs> my favourite one that a, a very renowned throat doctor told me many years ago. He's passed away now. He wrote books about the voice, and he told me one drop of fairy liquid. In a kind of, you know, the kind of spray you use to spray your flowers with yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. the green fly away. That kind of whatever you call those sprays. One drop of dish soap. And it's, and it's diluted, of course. And he said that stops the cords from sticking. Now You put it down ugh. your throat? Oh, you spray it into your mouth. Oh, yeah. my but God. But you can't taste it because it's so diluted. Um, but it's the same. But it's did the it same work? Pro- I don't know. I did mean, you try I, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a sort of famous... Uh, Country singer, he'll sort of like mound singer, kind of tell me that his brother, who was the high voice, used to drink Worcester sauce. And I thought the only way that works is your, vo- is your vocal cords go to help with this and get out. Because <laughs> there's absolutely no way drinking Worcester sauce is medically a good thing. <laughs> I do, I do love. It. I love it too. I love but it. I don't think I work. I don't think it has any medicinal properties. Do you like hot sauce? I'd, hot sauce. Depends. Red chili, yes. Green chili, no. Yeah. Well, we've got a bit of red chili tonight. So I'm good. hoping good. they said you were a pescatarian. Yeah, I eat fish. Yeah, yeah. Most people think I'm a vegetarian. Yes. But I yeah, do we eat thought fish. you were, and then no. I was panicking. No. And I just said I don't know. I don't eat meat. I haven't eaten meat for forty years or more. Haven't you? No. Do you miss it? No. Hamburger. No. Bacon. Occasionally a bacon sandwich I would eat because I think it's the brown sauce I like. 
Yeah, but you know, there's a really good... Have you tried this? Um, it's this is this, not bacon. Well, it's just called this, and it's such good kind of... Pretend. It's substitute. It's, it's really great. Oh, well, I'll have to... I don't know whether I... It's I don't know. Do you, do you, you live in the States? I live in New York. Maybe. So, so, yeah, I don't know if this is over there, but it's very no, good. But I'm sure it'll Oscar be there. Mayor. I mean, Bear look, mind. you've got everything. Bear you'll be on mind, they don't have real bacon there in America anyway. They have that funny crispy stuff that they use as a condiment, but they don't have bacon like... Where do you live in New York? In Manhattan. How yeah. fabulous. All the yeah. restaurants... Well, not right now. <laughs> Is it still COVID-y? Well, yeah. they're, they're, um, they're, they're a lot... You know, it's, I like it. When I got back, we moved back in the summer, and uh, I really liked all the restaurants are serving on the on the pavement. You know, that, that gives it That's more... That's kind of like, opened things up more in like New European York. More like European looking, yes. you know. I never, it never, never was really, like never really had that there yeah. before, but I don't know how well it's going to function when it's 27 below, you know. I mean, it's yeah, going to be right. a bit more tr- tricky. They'll have heaters on, won't they? Yeah, so I don't... You know, they already had heaters and some sometimes, but it was... The, my initial reaction was this is actually something that people could could get used to, you know. Uh, but uh, do people call you Elvis? Or call, do you... Mostly people call me EC. EC. Because yeah, the Elvis name is a bit weird for some people, Love and it. then and then my family call me by my, my my Christian name, you know. So I tend to keep that for them. As a few people, a few of my old friends and that call me Deck, but no, I, I sort of kept it. That's the line, you know, because people sometimes come up to you and try to kind of be familiar by using that name. And I go, no, you don't know me well enough yet. Like, Let's get to know you first, <laughs> you know. So I like my family and my friends. The rest of the people, well, I'm not so sure about. <laughs> <laughs> Can't call me that, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so where were you moving back from when you went to New Vancouver. York? Vancouver. Vancouver. We've been in Vancouver for four. Is your wife four. Canadian? She was uh, born on uh, Vancouver Island. Yeah, she's... she's um, yeah, she was. She uh, she's from Nanaimo. Voice. Yeah, voice. she has a beautiful voice. Yeah, she's, she's fabulous. Pretty great piano player as well. I know. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's um, you would say that in 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 more regular times, like uh, in the past, we we kept an apartment in New York because it was always at the centre of our working world, being as most of our work is in America and in Europe. For her, probably more in Europe than me. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, because jazz, oh. you know, jazz kind of travels further east. Does it? Yeah, whereas I, I've only ever played like once in Prague and once in Bucharest, whereas she'll play all the way into, you know, like to, all the way to Russia. Uh, because people, you know, jazz has had a, is a, a, as a, apart from the fact that she's a singer, the jazz uh, as a form has always had a, a meaning, you know, for people. I guess in the times when people couldn't say things out loud, the music itself had a meaning because the language, the language of the music, is communicative. Where did you meet? We actually, well, we met weirdly enough on stage in front of a billion people. Oh my god, I yeah. love it! Yeah, we met actually giving an award. And the, was it instant? I, it was for me certainly. Yeah, but 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 I didn't know how I would ever. Uh, Approached the subject. I mean, we became friends, and then, you know, thankfully we saw saw our future the same way. But uh, I look at it now. I look at the picture, and I think it's very extraordinary that it's it's not actually the very uh, the first time we'd ever met. We'd been introduced once before at some other sort of mm-hmm. thing, because you know. Uh, but it makes it sound as if it was put together by by, by the gods of show business. It was just a coincidence. We, I think, really, what it was is we were presenting a an award with there were three of us presenting the award and the other was Gwen Stefani Gwen, Gwen was Gwen, the Gwen, Gwen, and, and no but Gwen is very outgoing you know she's very confident 
And I think we were both equal. You know, I wasn't a regular on those kind of shows by any means. This was, it was 2002 or which, something. Which award show was that? Uh, the Grammys. Okay. Yeah. So when I say a billion, it's, it, it, yeah. it, it had so, a huge yeah. global audience. Um, then it did. Anyway, I don't know about now. But um, the, so we had met a couple of years before at another event where we were briefly introduced. And then we were suddenly put together, and I and I, I just you know I sensed in her that Elise I'd only ever been like twice to such things, you know, which is bear in mind is twenty years into my career, but before I kind of got even remotely at ease with anything with a gathering of people, I didn't used to go to parties or really? anything. I was very, and really the speed of your work, you know, if you're enrolled in this business, you're you're obviously doing the thing you do between recording and particularly touring i toured so much that there wasn't really the time to develop that other sort of dimension and then later on those sort of things that people remark upon but they're not really your career like being a guest on a on a comedy show or something Mm. you know that that's something you get like when you've been around for a while Mm. and a little bit of space uh, you know they make it they're, they're aware and it says something probably curious about to have you be a guest on something that, that where you're not the expected face that's that's the way i see it you've got twins right yeah well How is that? Oh, it's, 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 it's great it, <laughs> no it's great i mean how old are they they're 15 oh okay and I have an elder son who's in his 40s. His birthday have you? Yeah. So you've um, got, 15. okay, 15. Oh, so they oh, God. They turned 15 in, in December. Have you got one of each? No, two boys. And they're proper New Yorker? Children. Well, they were born in New York, but they've spent the, the back end of lower school and middle school, and now, now they're in high school. So they just started high school, grade nine. So we thought that we actually planned to go back to New York last year and things were too uncertain. Where were you last year? In, in, in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like Canada? I do, yeah. What's food, food like there? Well, I mean, in the West, the I can't swear to this, but the, that certainly things like salmon are, are better there than probably anywhere else in the world, I would really? say. Yeah. You don't have a home here now anymore? No. No, I haven't lived in England for uh, full time since 1989. about the football? Well, we get more football on the TV over there than, than we do so here. So do you still love Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I bet you bloody do. You're having a yeah. lovely time. <clears throat> I know. We're Man U supporters and it's tragic. I watched them. Uh, when did they play? I watched Monday. the last game. That was... It was sh- Terrible. No, I knew, I knew they were, they were going. But we won. Yeah. But we didn't deserve to. I no, did. Not we? really. No. We didn't. Elvis, EC. I wanted to know. I mean, the way that you talk about football, you're so knowledgeable. Music, you're virtuoso. You do everything. You are amazing. Oh no, 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 Food. No. Yeah. Foodie. Uh. Not bothered. Oh Take no. Take as much kind of pride in, and do you have all the knowledge? And I like. I, I, uh, well, I think it's travel. You know, I think that um, I think of the you know I, I'm I'm the age I am is that it's like several things that are in everybody's life like uh, food, football, mm. 
music, other forms of entertainment change shape inside your lifetime and you and you realize there's no good to say oh well it was better in my day yeah there's certain things about about football that i would say there was a kind of straightforward nature to it compared with now mm. but then there's those players were being shot in the 70s full of cortisone all the time that wrecked their knees you know they, they were propping people up to kind of they had injuries that they had to play through now you watch them they're supported by sports scientists and mm. they they are I guess some of the older players would say they kind of coddle, but it's not really. It's working out how to get the best out of them. Now, I've never approached my own job in the same way, same scientific way. Certainly, if I if I'm um, if there's anything scientific about it, it's like you're your own chemistry set. And at some age, it's in the past, you're experimenting with how many hours you can stay up and which drinks you take and which mm. hearts you break and your own usually uh, or as well. But, you know, those things are all like part of the fuel to, to write and play mm. and travel. So part of traveling is you can't, it's like being uh, an English tourist uh, sort of demanding English food in a foreign country. Mm. I mean, you can't do that. Mm. You, you, you're going to get very uh, bored for one thing with demanding certain things that are just familiar to you, you have to learn. So uh, where was the biggest learning curve for you? Which well, country? as a kid, I went to Spain with my parents when I was really little. Yeah. And I remembered liking it, even though I was a little child and I didn't get to kind of make my own way. We drove through France, which I found frightening. Wow. I don't know why, I just found it sinister. Maybe it was just the hotels we stayed at. We <laughs> used to drive very fast through France, which my parents told me was more expensive than Spain in right. those days. We're talking about early 60s. And then get to Spain, which I only found as a child very welcoming. And we were there in midsummer. My dad had the same two weeks off every year, which was also not in school holidays. So that was <gasps> great for me because I, it was the only two weeks. And you were allowed then. So I was allowed this concession to go with my folks. And I don't really remember eating anything so unexpected, but I, my father was very fond of all things Spanish. And uh, I inherited from him a certain curiosity about Spanish food. As I got to be an adult, I, I enjoyed the small dishes. I didn't really know what they were, but mm. I liked the idea of these little dishes. I suppose as a kid I'd seen them. And then I became curious when I first went uh, uh, to places, you know. I have to admit that a lot of the early dining abroad with band was a pretext for more drinking, you know. So, I mean, if it's like, oh, we'll get some shrimps in Sweden, let's get some vodka, you know, let's, mm. you know, whatever went with it, really, that's yeah. not the you best. You haven't drunk for a long time. Right. You don't drink? No, in 96 I stopped drinking. But I was a fairly enthusiastic drinker before yeah. then, shall we say, you know. Uh, so I think out of courtesy really and self-defense you have to you know i speak fluent menu i don't speak any other languages <laughs> but, i mean if you don't eat meat once i've decided not to eat well, meat yes. you'd better know the german word for ham because you're going to find it in uh -huh. a lot of things that seem to be vegetable dishes yeah, right. and once you recognize those words then you can order with confidence and you know even if it's very simple sort of things that you're looking for you know? can you cook i can cook yeah what's yeah. your best dish um, what do your sons like you to make? Well, I don't cook very well. They like, I cook breakfast for them quite What's, what's on the menu when you're cooking? Uh, it, well, 
If I'm cooking to send them off to on a big day of school, I'll make them French toast. But most of the time... Oh, it goes down <laughs> so well. Yeah, with... for them. And if maple syrup, of course, is good in, in Canada. What's which the bread is... that you use? Uh, well, whatever's to hand, but white bread's better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever uh, tried challah bread? Of course, yeah. I've had that. We, we, that. You get that from the from the diners in New York. But I would just use regular I mean, kind of, yeah. you know. And, um, and uh, I, I don't cook that often. I, I sort of start to do it, and then suddenly Diana's done it, and, and she's a very good, uh, you know, and also because we all eat different things, and, and, oh, and right. mm. four, four members of the family all do eat different things. Like we've oh got two gosh. carnivores, uh, well, three, th- two and a half, like my, my son Frank, he'll have a hamburger every morning a steak, and he's like more straight lines, and his brother's a little bit more what's the other? What's the brother called? Dexter, yeah. Dexter. He's the elder twin, and he's a little bit more... Uh, and uh, but we'll all eat salmon together. We'll all eat. But if it's pasta, then it's two different kinds because I don't eat meat. They'll eat a meat pasta, and Diana will eat uh, you know meat. So uh, what whatever is the good ingredient, you know, you're trying to th- sort of bring in them some appreciation that it doesn't magically come there. They're learning to cook as well and little things, you know. Do they cook for you? Uh, they prepare things. They prepare things like Dexter got on the thing of of he decided he wanted to make vegetarian kind of kebabs at one point and made those you know that was kind of well that's good you've got to learn how to do stuff you know were they uh, delicious uh, they were they went down very well with the family uh, they, they were a christmas party i think they made them so yeah they, they, they're good you know i mean i think at 15 it's it's pretty good if they do the washing up really i mean that, that yeah. you if know, they're awake <laughs> <laughs> no they're definitely awake no. um i wanted to talk about your childhood and what was around the dinner table when you were growing up i know that you, you were born in near london weren't you I was in, born, london. in london, london. No, Paddington. i was born in some areas like all but the your mum's a scouser my mum is from Liverpool, yeah. and my dad is from Birkenhead. So we're the family is. Oh, really you're from, proper Liverpool. Oh, we're really Merseyside family, yeah. So you know, I was actually born in London and then transported north on a donkey uh, to be baptised in the Church of the Holy oh Cross in Birkenhead. God. So that's why I've got this kind of Messiah feeling because I was born north. Of you know, course you were with camels and everything. Of no, of course that's <laughs> going to put it in your mind. And the that light you, was shining. Yeah, down. It was, okay. uh, that's where it really kind of that's when I. That's when I went weird. No, I was. I was taken north. My grandfather was <clears throat> not in good health, so I think my dad really wanted wanted to make sure mm, I, that it, yeah. that I, you know, he saw me, and uh, he 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 actually lived until I was four. So I do have some memory of him. But uh, I I then spent a lot of holidays up in on you know with my grandmother. I would visit her and stay with her sometimes on my you know. And what were you eating? Uh, Did you eat scouts? As little as possible at my grandmother's house, um, really. No, not, uh, she wasn't. No, she really wasn't a good cook. Oh my goodness! I learned that pretty early on. Uh, my mum, I, I, my mum worked, so she, you know, she, she made dishes that that could be. My parents. Uh, I don't really remember when my parents separated, but I think I was quite young, maybe seven. Uh, and uh, but my dad came and had meals with us quite frequently, so I have memory of him being there, maybe yeah. on Sundays and things like that. And he was working in the evening anyway, so he wouldn't have been having he was a something. Musician. He, yeah, he played was at the House of Palin those nights with the Joel Oss Orchestra. So uh, we would uh, sit down, and my mum would make the same dishes every every the same dish uh, on he, the same day. Yeah, that's yeah. what my. It would be did, like yeah. a, a menu, and I can yeah. sort of almost memorise. By the day, and we ha- inherited certain things that my dad had sort of 
obviously regarded as traditional, like fish on Friday. You mm. know, we had fish on Friday being Catholics, and um, that we had roast on a Sunday, chicken. Or, and then, did you have cold meat on? So we always had roast on a Sunday and then cold meat with chips on a Monday. I can't remember cold cold um, meat with chips, but I think we. Uh, I think I can remember, like things that seemed quite to me to be quite adventurous then because they were, like, goulash. My mum made goulash. Goulash. Yeah, I think time. they had some sort of friend that took you know. And my my folks did were you kind. Like it? My, yeah, I did actually because it was just a stew. Well, my folks were kind of like bohemian, kind the of a little bit bohemian in the fifties. They they came to came from Liverpool and and they didn't live together. This is amazing. They lived in separate dwellings. They came at the same time, but lived in separate dwellings until they got married. And I, that's not stuff they made up for me. That is really true because I've got the addresses and everything. And it, it seems strange now to think of it that they were kind of you know quite a. Uh, decorous in that way but they did their friends were were artists and musicians so people had as much as people did in the 1950s they had like people that were there were different nationalities and people that introduced them my folks lived in before i was born they lived in leeds but they lived in chapel town which was w- your mum a musician or anything no she was music? a record she was what they call a gramophone record assistant I actually, she, she passed earlier, uh, well, she passed last year, yeah. almost a year ago. So and uh, well, she was 93. And it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't it matter. Too no, early. no, it is. And, yeah. that's, and that's always the response when people say, oh, you're, you know, they're, uh, you know, uh, that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good age. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's, no, it's not, not you? when it's your mum, you know. Yeah. No, but she was great. She, she really had a strong will and made it through a lot of things. Uh, my dad, and uh, being a, a woman in the field that she was in later, she was in a, a personnel officer, which uh, I think in the s- in, in the 70s was kind of like a, a cross between a, you know, a, a careers a, officer, a, a, a store detective, and a, yeah. and a, and a, and a, and a counsellor. Mm. She spent a lot of time counselling people because yeah. they didn't have HR and things like well, that. kind of social work. She yeah. was a lot of it. Like if somebody had a, was going through a, a, you know, a breakup of a marriage or they had an abusive husband mm. or they had a drug problem or a drink problem that came into work, she, she talked about this when I was a teenager and I knew that she was a very good listener. She was a good listener to me. So she had a, obviously a, a talent for getting people, and even when she was older and would be, end up in hospital with some you know, crisis, I'd go to visit her and I'd find the nurse in tears sitting on her bed. Oh, and I'd go, what's going on, ma'am? And she'd go, well, the nurse came in and she starts to talk about her boyfriend and the next thing she's telling her all How about funny. it. You know? And it's just some people are like that. So um, I, I, I was fortunate in that, you know, in that really she raised me. My dad was gone. Uh, but he was, of course, he was a presence because he was on the radio. And then uh, at the end of the 60s, he became a traveling musician in the sense that he... He decided to leave like a relatively secure job in being with a dance band that was playing every night and on the radio and sometimes on the television to go. And he decided he'd want to choose his own songs and he wanted he went, started doing the clubs. And were you in touch with him then? Oh, yeah. I see him all the time. But, yeah. I mean, he was in the clubs, mostly in the north of England, uh, played a lot in, you know, there was a very strong working men's club circuit then is that what he did the working yeah. men's club circuit he was circuit. did the working men's club and circuit yeah i presume you know you saw your dad doing that job and you were like well i saw my dad earth. i went I, the first time i saw my dad perform was on television and i thought it Do was you remember it? i don't remember it i re, i remember being told mm-hmm. that i had to be pulled away from the back of the tv because i was trying to get into the back of the tv because i was young enough to not understand that dad was on the tv 
and you know, I could have gone up in smoke if I touched the wrong thing. Then he was on the radio, and I remember, you know, I remember my mother being excited. He was on the Royal Variety Show in 63 with the Beatles and that was exciting oh, to me well he didn't play with them he was on the bit he, he oh, Joe Loss was bell. on the, the bill yeah bill. and Marlon Dietrich whose piano yeah. player was Bert Bacharach so wow and who you've you worked know. with so, so my dad was on the bill and I've got pictures of the you know the press call and they're all there and it's Charlie Drake and Steptoe and Son and all these people off the BBC and then the middle of it is uh, another American singer called uh, Buddy Greco and Marlon Dietrich Buddy and Greco, ha- ha- names. yeah, and Harry Harry Seacombe and uh, and and Joe Loss, who was a you know was a pretty he was famous band leader. He was. So it's he was hard, on every Sunday. Yeah, night, it's hard really. to hard to appreciate what it was like before there was like pop radio yeah. most of the day and, and now twenty four hours because when I was a kid, they only had a limited amount of recorded music played every every week. And there was a mandate, you know, from the, an agreement between the BBC and the Musicians' Union to protect people's jobs. So a lot of the popular songs of the day were played by bands that weren't really suited to play them. Right. So as if you had, like, a song by the Beatles even, you know, played by a, a dance band with 16 pieces that was really designed to play Glenn Miller music, which is what... But you know, they also Joel used to did. play live music, workers' playtime, Yeah, well, well, all of those shows, that they were, you know... Honestly, the BBC in 1963, when I really started to pay attention to what my dad was singing, before that he must have been singing something in the house, but I mm. remember him learning the Beatles' Please Please Me and, and it registering me with, I, oh, that's a song I know and my dad is learning it. Yeah. This is strange. And he had the record and the sheet music. And he used to, you know, I must have seen him do this before that moment, but something made me ask for that record. So when did you start playing? Not until I was um, 13. What do you play, actually? I play guitar. Really only guitar, and I can write at the piano, but I could never accompany anybody else at the piano. And were you taught music? No, definitely not. So how do you write all these famous things? No, I I don't think you... Well, when I started out, I don't really think that when you're accompanying yourself, you write within the limits of your own dexterity and your own imagining. Yeah. And then, uh, as I've found, because I wasn't formally trained, I, my curiosity led me to learn more yeah. in the way, and as I learned more just physical shapes on the guitar fretboard, I started to understand more about how they were connected, uh-huh. and, that, and then my sense of harmony developed from that. And then when I started to play the piano, of course, the diagram of the piano is much, it's much more evident what is happening uh-huh. with the music because you've got to think the guitar's facing away from you. Yeah, you actually right. can't see what your hands are doing. So you learn... Never got along with it. Well, you, you, you learn these, as I think of it, shapes, these guitar chord shapes. Uh-huh. And I never really played scales and I still don't know how to play scales on the guitar. I never, I never needed to do that. I, I really was looking for a rhythm and a little sense of a harmony that would pop into my head, and that's where the songs came from. Usually kind of dragged out of me by some lyrical idea that I had, so the rhythm of the words would dictate the melody. Now, that might sound like crazy talk, but to somebody who's trained formally, they are very, very sometimes paralyzingly aware of what the relationship between any two notes in a melody are. They would, can tell you which you know note in the scale that is which yeah. interval it is and i think sometimes highly trained musicians have to struggle to get beyond 
the knowledge that they have to actually imagine just something taking flight. I, I, my grandfather was somebody who was trained by the army and couldn't play music at all if he took it away from him. He could only play by sight. He couldn't improvise at all. He, he, he just he could play scales, but he couldn't play. He couldn't just play a tune. He Can had to have the music. music. I can't sight read it, but I can write it down. Yeah. God, Jesse! No, stop! No, I no, I, no, no, I, no. I, 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 I learned to do it when I was thirty-nine, forty. I, I'm really interested time. to know whether Frank or Dexter are keen musicians, or whether they've completely been like, you know what? Because both their parents, you know, are well, very, that, like, that you would know. be the worst thing to put on them that they either had to do it or they couldn't do it. Mm. I was uh, almost, um, I think, because the sisters grabbed hold of the idea that I could sing when I was quite young. I think both my parents kind of reacted to that by, and they would drag me out of class to sing to, to anybody oh, that came to the school. Like yeah, and it was, I, it was cute when I was six and seven, but I didn't think so much about it when I was like 10, 11. I was mortified, but frankly. Yeah. But I did, I was very fond of the sisters. You know, they were, they were benevolent people. I know a lot of people have very bad experiences with Catholic school, but I actually had very benevolent... Oh, you're talking about the sisters, not, the sisters, not your yeah. sisters. No, no, oh, I don't like, have any like, sisters, no. Like, no, okay, no the sisters. Right. I mean, the, the, the Sister Mary Cecilia was the headmistress of my school. You know, she was... I'm sure if I met her now, I would think different. Maybe I would think differently, or maybe I'd think exactly the same. It seemed like a slightly eccentric, quite benevolent Irish woman, and uh, most of the nuns were Irish. Mm. And... Uh, they had particular, you know, things that they, they, they taught us that I know are not strictly true now, you know. But, what, se- what? Well, they, they had a particularly Irish perception of English history. Okay. And, uh, well, you know, you've got a guardian angel. I don't think that's true. But, I mean, we were taught that that was true when I was little, you know. So um, I, know I, don't look, I know I look kind of addled and sinful now but i was actually quite uh, um, i was actually looked i looked like a uh, i looked like winston churchill when i was like nine years old i, I had this very serious expression funny, uh, no i just had a sort of you know and uh, they thought i was going to be a priest and they wanted me to be a priest and i was named for a priest better than what even better than that i was named for a priest father declan my grandfather's best friend oh my so goodness. i was actually named for a priest so i was marked down to be like some kind of uh, holy jealousy. I've read the story about your first confession. It's true. It's so funny. But tell, it's, I'm, not the, I'm not the only Catholic that's ever done that, yeah, by the tell, way. Jesse. Tell us all. I remember being very mortified because they told us we, you know, we had to summon up our transgressions. And I didn't even know what that was, you know. And I, and I looked down the commandments. And, you know, we were, we were told to recite those things, like the, like, the, like that we'd say our rosary and we'd say catechism. So all these things are really driven into you by repetition, just like learning your times table. And I looked down at them and I went, well, I don't, you know, I haven't, I haven't taken, mother, I haven't yeah. killed anybody. I haven't stolen. I haven't taken the Lord's name in vain. I don't know anybody with an oxen that I can covet. And I, conf- I went and I was like frightened to not have a sin because I thought that all seemed suspicious in my seven-year-old logic. Oh. So I confessed to adultery. <laughs> and I think, I think a few of us did, not really knowing. What it I think we maybe thought it's maybe trying to be a bit older than you are, oh. I think is what I arrived at thinking what it was. Cause I, you didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was, no. So it's, I said, I think that's taken a few years off purgatory for me. When, <laughs> you know, 
because I can't say I never committed that sin early, ever. Yeah. But I, you know, um, at that time, it was obviously like just that's it. You're very young for being asked to consider your immortal soul and all these concepts, which, of course, having some sort of compass towards good and bad is not an entirely bad thing. It's only bad if you're taught to hate other people because they, you know, believe or are something other than than you are. That Then I have a big problem with it. That's why I say if I were to talk to my teachers now that were priests, uh, were nuns and the priests who we thought very fondly of, I know they believe things that I don't believe. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, Table Manners listeners. I just wanted to let you know about my new podcast, Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast, which follows my pregnancy journey and with the help of some brilliant experts, will reassure and inform you about all aspects of pregnancy and giving birth. Throughout my pregnancy... I spoke to consultants, midwives, obstetricians, sonographers, mental health experts, doulas, home birth midwives, reflexologists, the list goes on. And with the help of questions from other pregnant people, the podcast covers as many aspects of pregnancy and giving birth as possible. I'd love you to have a listen and please let your pregnant friends know about it. Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast is a reassuring helping hand, not an instruction manual. It's a space for frank, open and positive dialogue. The full 40 weeks are available now wherever you get your podcasts. This looks lovely. And then this is just smacked cucumber. Smacked. Actually smacked. Did you know that smacked cucumber, you actually smack it? No. (laughs) So... Like you usually do it with a rolling pin. Did you have enough rice? I did, yeah, I've got some there. Yeah, darling. Thanks, Mum. So, Elvis, we ask everybody what their last supper would be. Now, it doesn't have to be a morbid last supper in the sense that you're about to pass away. It could be that you're going to a desert island, you're not going to have these delicious meals. You've got a starter, a main, a pud, and a drink of choice. Oh, my goodness. I do, I I don't drink alcohol, so Mm -hmm. water is always good. If you go on a desert island, you better have some water. Right. Um, I lived on tomatoes when I was a kid. When I was really little, I, 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 my mum said one time I wouldn't eat anything but the tomatoes, so I don't know what that was about. I just got a taste of them. I like, I like vinegar mm-hmm. a lot, so anything involving vinegar, you know. I think it was my last... It was it was my last supper in a in a in a in a, in a morbid way, like if I was going to be okay. executed at dawn yeah. or something like that. I think I'd send for fish and chips and the marigold in yeah. in, in 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 West Kirby because it'd take a really long time for them the to get back. 
That was the chippy near my mum's. And, um, and it's very good. It's very good. Food I do really like, and I think it's also, it's slow in the sense that you can't, you haven't got a knife and fork, is uh, Ethiopian food. Mm, with the sour. With, 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 with oh, the pancakes. I don't like the pancakes. I love the oh, pancake. Like it's so sour, though. Mm. It's the grain. It's tiff. That's nice, that there. Um, what is that? Is that uh, what, that broccoli? Is it broccoli? Oh, it's tender stem, yeah. So yeah, some nice. of it's a bit wiry though. Sorry, you don't know what you're getting really, but yeah, it's tender oh, stem. Oh, I think you from, do. Well, actually, hold on. Somebody told me mm-hmm. you've got you were a fruit and veg. Somebody said, oh yeah, he's a fruit and veg boy. I was, yeah. That's how I paid for my first guitar. I worked as a Saturday boy as a fruit and veg boy. Where? East Twickenham. I learned a lot. You know, I had a very good family. There was a family business and, and they were very, you know, they, they, they taught you to look at things and how to handle stuff. And I can still look at, you know, I can go into the supermarket and say, that orange will be nice. I can tell from the skin and I can, orange, uh, tomatoes particularly, because I really love them. I can tell you what they taste like by looking at them. I have made dessert. That's nice. Are you a sweet kind of? No. I'll, eat, I'll eat a dessert with you. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, it's, I'm um, not. It's, a coffee it's a coffee semi-fredo. Well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> that's all right. I'm sure. I'm sure it's delicious. What fish and chips? We've got Ethiopian food. Yeah, um, that's only if it's only if, I'm, if I want to really string it out. Both those yeah, two no, things. Yeah, no, let's string it out. But no, I, w- I would say, and really, if I were just asking simple, mm, like mm. if I would just ask, what's your favourite meal? I would as soon have like uh, a, a salad. Yeah. You know, like I really like uh, chicory. You know, yeah. Yeah, or what they call in America, Ondi. Ondi, you know. yeah. I had a, and a little bit like you, you know, if you you can make a, such a simple salad with a little bit of cheese, a little blue cheese, a tangy something, and a few nuts. You so know. a bit of a Waldorf salad, you like? Well, I guess it is. No, that's not. A, I, I don't. I had I yeah. had one at the weekend at the pig, and yeah. it was chicory. Yeah. Walnuts. Yeah. Rockfort or some kind of some blue, kind of like, like, like tangy cheese, yellow yeah. sultanas that were delicious with it. Oh, I don't know, but uh, it was um, very good. Yeah. With okay, a good I'll take your word. It was really good. I'll take your good. word for that one. It yeah. was really good. And you know, when you're doing stuff at home, I mean, if I were cooking, I get like a not a frying pan and not a, a saucepan, but a sort of rounded pan. I suppose it would look a little bit like a wok, but not as wide as a wok. And I just put a whole. I try to get the best tomatoes. I can little ones. Cherry tomatoes that are sharp mm. and uh, garlic, a little bit of garlic olive oil and put the, the tomatoes in there mm. so they soften, blister, um, crush them and uh, maybe some chilli flakes, yeah. red chilli flakes, not, not fresh chilli, chilli flakes, pepper and tuna and then, and then uh, uh, penne or... If, so I'm really on the, if I'm on the healthy side, it would be the, the, the whole grain pasta because it's supposed to be better for you. But, I know. Uh, but the, it's no uh, fun, is it? Well, it depends on the quality of, of the thing. So, I mean, I used to play a show in, in a TV show in Italy where they, they were, the, the TV station was next to the Barilla factory. And they would come in at the end of this two-hour, three-hour kind of live show and you'd play a couple of songs on it. And then they would just come in with these giant vats of of spaghetti and just dole them out to the entire audience. It was fantastic. That. And that was sort of like, well, that's 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 what I would like to do for my friends. I'd like to just cook that simple dish for them because most everybody likes a plate, of, you know, with just, a, and, and then you've satisfied everybody. If Absolutely. they like a little bit, you leave the spice out to the last minute or something. 
But I don't really... And then if you wanted to make it more complex, you could put some... You could put some mozzarella in it or something or put some parmesan on it so that it would have a little tang or tang to it. But I, I would cook like that. That's that's really what I would make. The other things are things I, I've discovered over the traveling. You know, like you learn if you go to Japan, are you going to ask for kind of like spaghetti there? No, why would you do that? You want to discover what, what Japanese yeah. food is. Or if you go to... Like when I went to Ethiopia, I was only happy to, hit, to taste it. I'd been to Ethiopian restaurants and really eaten beautiful food. And they were mostly family. There's no such thing as a chain of Ethiopian restaurants. They're all family run restaurants. And, and it would be like being at somebody's house and the cookie of the meal. You know, that's, I think there's something, in all the places we go, there's, there's something like the, once a tour, obviously less easy to do right now, but, the, you know, once or twice a tour, I say, okay, guys, you want to go out tonight, and I'll we'll go all go out together, because there'd be some sort of adventure. Well, of course, in days gone by, it was like, let's stay in this place till it closes and drink grappa, and then regret it the next day. But now it's like, and nobody is more than one glass of wine kind of people, you know, because we we've got to get through and do the show, and you've got to be like a, a be a, be tip top the next day, mm. yeah. But I think it's good, you know. It's only courteous when you're visiting these places, not. Like there's particular dishes in all the countries in Europe that I would say, well, I'll, when I go there, I'd like that. Mm. toast in, in Sweden, which is little roe, and they serve it with a little bit of onion. And then Denmark, it would, I would think, oh, well, I'll have an open-faced prawn sandwich there. Yeah. That's always great. You know, if you're in Belgium, well, boule frites, you know, why not with some... some you know, these are things you sort of like. Indonesian food in, is like... Mm. In, in Holland, do you get that really good Indonesian food? Because an Indonesian population, they're just like English people know or have experience of eating different forms of Indian food. Mum, mm. this is delicious. Do you like it? Yes. Mm. What do you think? It's like kind of, it's like Viennetta, but like a really like. Well, it's coffee ice cream fancy with Viennetta, it's coffee but I'm into it. So it's basically eggs, sugar, and Toblerone. Toblerone, that's what it is. As well as coffee, that's the Toblerone. thing. I'm into it, Mum. If I was ever trapped in a, in a hotel room with just some eggs and sugar and a mini bar, I'd be able to make this one. <laughs> you would, <laughs> yeah. you would. Actually, very little cream. Oh, really? Yeah. I could get those, I could just get those little things that they put with the coffee maker, those little yeah. you know, I love those. Pods. Tip those in, stick them in the microwave. Yeah, absolutely. It's only, it's only a small thing of cream. It's good, very tasty. We still haven't got your pudding. I pudding. Think. I think you, I would you, have to go. Are you a pudding person? I, I, I try not to be, but, no. but I think that, that there are places where I go. I mean, if I go to Spain, yeah, flan, you know, creme uh-huh. caramel, flan. Creme caramel, kind of flan. Yeah, I have to have that. Yeah, it's different. I don't know whether it's the milk they use or something, or the mm. type of toffee sauce it is. I don't know the caramel. That would be it. Um, I. I I mean, when we go on the road, we have sometimes, when, when, when it was possible to do it, sometimes, you know, if the budget allows for it, we'll take people that cook because oh, you've got to feed all the crew, you know, and they, they got and some places they don't have the facilities. So these people do this amazing job preparing food, for, mainly because the people that do the physical, the really physical job, putting the gear in, putting yeah, all that up, they really need, of, yeah. you need to... Otherwise you know, it's ending up yeah. having Domino's pizzas and yeah, they no feel good. like shit. It's no good. So... Peter Drummer loves his 
school dinners type of dessert. So we oh, get yeah. all of those. Cake alive. And, and I'm fortunate that I don't like any of them. <laughs> I, 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 I was kind of except bread and butter pudding. That's my weakness. <gasps> I love that. The panettone. Yeah, I, well, I don't know about that. That's, that's posh. Oh, that's posh. No. Yeah. You're old panettone from... I know what panettone yeah, is. I love panettone. But, but like, I, you no. always get them at Christmas, don't you? You get about five. Um, well, I seem to get a lot of panettone, so it's always quite good with a, as a bread My dad and butter. would always have them, yeah. yeah. That what, would be... The, what's, the, your, um, what's, your drink of cho- what's your drink of choice? Then water? It's going to be my last supper. I'd have one more espresso. Would you like Vimto? <laughs> would you like Vimto? Vimto! I literally... I don't know whether I would know what it tasted like now. I haven't had Vimto for years. You see, I thought I'd excite you with a hot Vimto. <laughs> would you a like... hot Vimto? Is yeah. A, yeah. That's a that's new what, thing. That's, that's what, what Mum used to give to... me when I was poorly. When you were poorly and when we used to go to football matches, we used to have a hot Vimto. I've never had that. Yeah, I'll have a hot Vimto. <laughs> just, just so I can say I've had it. <laughs> there you go. It's like being in... You know, when you're when you're in Spain having you know the creme catalan, you know yeah. you're, now you're in Lenny's, you're having a hot vimto. There you go. I know. We really appreciate you coming over <laughs> and eating with us and chatting. It was a real pleasure. It's a really unusual thing to do, but I must say I see why people <laughs> really want to come and will have fun. You, will with you tell you. your wife that we're all right and we'll oh, give yeah, her a good is, meal? She, yeah, she yeah. can come. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, she's having a good time. You're, you're going to have a go at your vimto. Oh, that's good. No, you see? <laughs> it tastes like cough, cough medicine or something. <laughs> no, Vimto's There's the best throat things coat. on there earth. Isn't it oh, delicious? Yeah. It's kind of like the... Um, it's kind of like um, when I used to drink uh, hot port on stage. Hot port? <laughs> well, we'll send me some of <laughs> Which this. Which was... Uh, yeah, that was a mistake. Just maybe you on your ride. After maybe. the first or second bottle, you're, you're, you're not feeling Hot any pain. Port. Yeah. Um, Elvis Costello, thank you so much thank you. for being here, oh. chatting with us, eating our food, and just um, it's been a real pleasure. Music to royalty. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Good luck with the record. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. With a really nice gap in his tooth. Oh, I didn't notice that. Very nice teeth. I like him. Really sweet. I felt he was more Scouse than London. Yeah, I could hear the... Could you hear it? Are you allowed to say Scouse if you're not from Liverpool? Yeah, I think so. I really liked him. He... What I found really interesting about Elvis Costello is what our expectation of him, our presumption of him was that he was going to be quite extrovert and not loud, but extrovert and actually he's really not that he's incredibly thoughtful studious very considered considered um um really thinks i mean some of the words that sentences that he was putting together you were like that is a song and it was just him speaking like he's so poetic and lyrical yeah and so i there's something really special about doing this podcast where you meet a stranger a complete stranger but quite a famous stranger who you have expectations of and it is like blind date isn't it yeah and and it's a you know laura what? laura laughs <laughs> god poor poor elvis to be finished on that when he's so lyrical. she's a scouser oh we, no, we love scylla but um anyway no it, it was very interesting and a real pleasure to have him over 
And it, the food, can we talk about the food, Mum? I mean, I've got so much Darling, I just thought it was absolutely delicious. Well, thank you to Alice for recommending thank it. Thank you, Alice, darling. And it's in one of those roasting tin. You can get it online. I, I followed it online. It's, it's a happy foodie. It's on Happy Foodie. It was just, re- it's really lovely. Okay, but just don't use the broccoli, use tender stems. Can we talk nicer. a little bit about my semi Mum, that was really good. And actually... I dipped my finger in it, um, the melted stuff, and it was light as a feather, Mother. It's not lots It's like very, a mousse. Yeah, it's not very creamy. Mum, you know what? I went what? to the pig with Sam. Thank you. That was your birthday present Pleasure, to me. Pleasure, darling. And we had a really good pudding, which I would like to try and recreate. Okay, I'll recreate it, It was darling. a roasted chestnut mousse. Yeah. So essentially that was like doing a chocolate mousse, but with like chestnut Chestnuts puree. In, right? Yeah. Then with this... Got chestnuts in the fridge. Amazing. Chocolate crisp. Yeah. Now I was like, how do you do this? Because well, I don't know how they do that. Do I you? found out because okay. I asked them. Go on. So you make a meringue. Yeah. You melt chocolate. Yeah. And you make a meringue. Yeah. But then you add the egg yolks as well. And so it becomes almost like a... So you, you make whip it up, the egg whites, so it's like a meringue. And then you add the egg yolk and the chocolate, melted chocolate. Yeah. And then you make a kind of paste... And then spread it out onto one of the baking oh, things. one of those sheet things. Yeah, that you and see then on you Master cook Chef. it on like sixty. So is it like for twelve tw- hours? So it's for like twelve a, hours. A twill. But it didn't kind of. It was just really no, a twill isn't a twill, darling. What they do yes. is a, they do it like that. Yes, twill twi- it. Yeah, but it was just flat. Um, okay, it was so delicious. Um, and the uh, chef was really... But it's all about leaving it... It kind of dehydrates it. So you have it in there for 12 hours. And I thought, maybe we could try it. Because actually, it sounded quite straightforward. It's just... That sounds complicated. No, it isn't. It? It's like doing a meringue. And then, anyway, I'm maybe right. going to try it. Anyway, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.